Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! That's right, high energy, it's the Fizzle Show, where every Tuesday we publish another conversation for people creating businesses to live life on their own terms. It's amazing to have a life of freedom and independence. It's possible because more people are doing it now than ever before, but it's difficult. It's difficult to do this. You don't get to do this just because you feel like you want to. This is, takes work, but it's possible, okay? Now, that's why we do The Fizzle Show. Every single week, we do a podcast episode to help you in your journey in some way. Now, if you want more than just podcast episodes, if you want to go further faster, if you need some more support, if you are taking your business idea more seriously than you were yesterday, right, you should check out Fizzle Membership, okay? Burnout, momentum, progress, strategy, relationships, feedback, motivation, daily motivation. This is the kind of stuff you need to make progress every single day in your business, and that's what we do inside of Fizzle. We've got courses, we've got community, and it's affordable. It's $35 a month, but you don't have to pay that yet. You can just get in and kick the tires, check it all out, when you go to fizzle.co slash Try five. That's an offer we have just for Fizzle Show listeners. It gives you five weeks for free. Fizzle.co slash try five. All right, that's it for the intro. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 213. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. And I'm back after this conversation. And I'm filling in the gaps because we're doing the intro live these days. Screw it. We'll do it live. Screw it. We'll do it live. Do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. That's such That's, a different meaning these days. It does. Mm-hmm. It has it has a totally different meaning this day. Uh, I remember when Stephen Colbert called him Papa Bear. We're talking about Bill O'Reilly who got fired, uh, and <laughs> Stephen Colbert always used to call him Papa Bear. <laughs> I just love that. Oh, that was the best. Uh, we're here with Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Howdy. And Steph Crowder. Say hi, Steph. Hey, everybody. All right, and we're talking about. Uh, a topic that we have talked about often on this show before, to be honest. We do cover this topic relatively often, but it is the kind of thing you need reminders of. We all need reminders of. Like, I have covered this topic personally, mm. and I am personally interested in this topic again today. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is one of those things that as independent entrepreneurs, we, we're, we're lone rangers. Yeah. We're trying to get our stuff going. We need to know about how to balance work and life. All right. What if I'm skeptical? Convince me. Why do I need reminders? Okay. Here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. How do you balance life and business? right? You got work, you got your side hustle, you got school, morning routines, kids, your commute, your exercise. Oh, you got meditation, meal prep. You got to rest a little bit. Oh, you got to evaluate how you're doing every now and again, right? If you're like me, you fill your days with as much of this quote, I'm supposed to do this, end quote, stuff as possible. I'm supposed to exercise. I'm supposed to have good ideas for my business. I'm supposed to be diligent about executing those ideas. I'm supposed to eat healthy. I'm supposed to be present. I'm supposed to make enough time for my family. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to sleep sometimes, too. You know, we know now sleep's actually really important, right? It feels like a lot, you guys. It feels like possibly too much, if I'm honest. Okay, so it was amazing for me when I saw in our Fizzle community, this topic brought up on the Fizzle forums by, check this name out, Xenia Ferraro. X-E-N-I-A. Amazing name. Xenia Warrior Princess. She probably has gotten that before. I apologize, Xenia. Right? But she asks, how do you balance your life? Saying, how in the world do you do it? I always thought I was awesome at time management, but I'm finding that I may be taking on too much. Spreading myself too thin. I would hate to give anything up for the time being, but I'm nervous I might have to. Okay. Now this question is a big one of how do you balance work and life, right? I, I, I want it all. I think this is like the mod, like this is for me personally. I want it all. I want all the cake. And then I also want to eat it and I want to share it with all my friends and I want it all to be cleaned up for me afterwards. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But most of my life isn't, you know, with an abundance of cake and cleanup partners like that. If I'm honest, most of my experience is kind of rapidly or swiftly switching from one task to the next, from one idea to the next, from one role to the next. Like my role is dad, my role is CEO-ish, my role is creative guy, my role is 
blogger, my role is podcaster, my role is, you know what I mean? Like uh, we're switching from one role to the next without much time to ruminate or strategize in between, right? You know what I mean by that? Like jumping from task to task to task without consciously thinking about why I'm doing task one or what this overall purpose of task two is, right? Yeah. Stuff like this. We got into this in, our, in, in detail in our last episode on CEOing your business in three metrics, right? The purpose of these things that you're doing, okay? But I don't get to do that very often. Most of us don't right? Indie entrepreneurs, unless we're smart and we figured this out, which means when I sit down and try to think about the next strategy for my business, or maybe even like the plan or pro, you know, purpose of my life that I'm trying to figure out, right? I mostly got just a surplus of confusion. I'm just like sitting there with like a frenetic, frenetic energy of, of just doing so much stuff. So I've been jumping around from thing to thing to thing so much that I'm confused about what direction I should focus on. Okay, I'll wager this is a common experience for a lot of us indie entrepreneurs. Okay, those of us mm -hmm. using the tools of the internet to, by the way, I, I like this little, this indie entrepreneurs, those of us using the tools of the internet to bootstrap businesses to support ourselves. Okay, mm -hmm. indie entrepreneurs, that's what we call them here. I think this is a common experience for a lot of us. All right, we're like lone rangers in an endless landscape of potential, right? So picture this huge landscape. All this is potential, potential tasks. Okay, we can do the mountain kind of tasks or head off into the plains where there might be potential success or potential strategies or potential potential, right? We're just lone rangers trying to figure out What's the best thing to do? And this is in some ways what we asked for. I mean, we wanted freedom. We wanted independence. We wanted to make our own rules. We wanted life on our own terms, right? But do we have to feel the anxiety and the confusion or the stress? Is that necessary to succeed? Or are these energies sort of harming, harming us? So let, let's start our conversation there. I think from an evolutionary perspective, you know, the only reason why we're here today talking about uh, how, how to be less stressed is because our ancestors were really, really stressed. Right. They were stressed For about good reason. snakes. Mm -hmm. They were stressed about warring, you know, factions of mm -hmm. the other chimp army. Natural disasters. Yeah. You know, like there, this is, this is true about chimpanzees in the wild. When Jane Goodall found this out, she didn't want to share it because she was so flabbergasted by it. But you know, the roving sort of like juvenile chimps that were like part of the gang that, that was part of like the family sort of tribe, they would sort of roam around the outskirts of the territory. And if they saw somebody and outnumbered them that was from a different tribe, they would literally, they, they would, you know, I won't get into the details, Yeah, but like, like it's it, gruesome. It's gruesome. And this is a part of our, you know, species. We apparently separated from chimps, you know, 6 million years ago or something like that. But, uh, uh. Th this this idea from an evolutionary perspective, I mean, it's it's clear that stress, anxiety, worry, yeah, has has made us the survivors. If that you've we ever are today. owned an anxious dog, you know that that's some <laughs> deep code yeah, yeah. in your brain. Deep, mm -hmm. deep, deep, deep code. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, this is why. Like every human is afraid of snakes, even mm -hmm. if they're not necessarily afraid of them right now. Even if they've never seen a snake before. Every human has that like sort of, we can make someone who doesn't, who says they're not afraid of snakes. We can make them afraid of snakes and like very quickly. Yeah. It's it's so hard to make people afraid to condition them to be afraid of flowers. Like it's so hard to make people afraid of flowers. Yeah. But you, we've all got this ancient code that's like, hey, this thing kills babies. <laughs> like get this thing away from here. Right. Um, anyways, all that to say stress and anxiety are what kind of, right. Hear what I'm saying. Stress and anxiety shares a border with excitement and discovery, mm -hmm. right? Remember when we talked to Vanessa Van Edwards and she talked about these, the big five personality traits and one of them is openness, mm -hmm. this, this like desire, almost need or compulsion to explore, to discover, to, to try new things, right? Right. Um, that, that that can border on this like almost anxious sort of thing that, 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 and that anxiety can sometimes get us to do things we wouldn't normally do. And that sure. can sometimes lead to our success in that thing. Yeah. Right. But I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that like, Hey, we, every, like almost all of us listening to this podcast right now are living life at the, at the affluence level of an aristocrat in like, like, <laughs> in like 100, 200 right. years ago. Right. Like we are, have never, like we've never, more people were pulled out of poverty in the last like 10 years than were ever in poverty, like or something yeah. like that. Right. It's like it, it, the, the UN had a goal to by 2015, get a certain amount of to half the poverty people. And they did it two years early. Mm -hmm. Right. So our ability yeah. to make our economics work and, and, and us particularly individually to live affluent lifestyles, like we're doing it. 
we're, and we're, we're safe. We're like relatively safe. Right. Um, but still we have this anxiety and we have this, this worry and well, and I really like what, what you said about, um, we all want freedom, yeah. but then when we get there or, or when we're trying to make it for ourselves, yeah. there's just all of this uncertainty and, and anxiousness about it because yeah. there's so much that you have to do and there's no one guiding you or telling you if you're mm-hmm. doing it right. Okay. So I think you just hit on something really big uncertainty right? Mm-hmm. Uncertainty. Here's something that I've been dealing with in my own sort of meditation is uh, how hard I am on myself to try to know everything, to like try to have the right answer, right? Like, I, like that was part of my family, like my dad, like the worst thing to be would be, and in our culture, culturally, like the worst thing to be is stupid, like across our entire culture. You know what I mean? It's like to call, to be stupid, to be called stupid by someone is a huge offense. Mm-hmm. It's a huge offense. Right. Um, and, and, and I don't want to be stupid. So I have, I've had this long project of knowing everything I possibly can so that I can make, because this is planning for the future. This is trying to optimize for my results. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but there's a point at which you actually can't know the stuff. Right. But, but my, I'm stuck in a brain that says I need to know the stuff. When I, when you say uncertainty, just when you said uncertainty, just then it made me realize that, okay, stress and anxiety might come largely uh, about business stuff in particular might come largely from a feeling like it needs to be certain which way I should go. Feeling like that's even an option that I could be certain about which strategy is best or which way to go, right? And there's an, a tremendous sort of like release when you go, oh no, there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as certainty. Yeah, but I think there's still worry, even if you yeah. know that there's uncertainty, yeah. you're still worried whether or not the actions you're taking are leading towards the goal that you want yeah. for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, so what I want to talk about in this episode is is... Really, uh, so in, in at when you go to fizzleshow.co slash 213-213, I've got some, uh, some answers in, from the forum thread from f- other fizzlers about how do they manage, mm. how do they find balance, how do they do this work and bi- or like life and business balance thing. Yep. Right? So uh, you can read those there. We might get into sharing some of them here, but they're really valuable. I also have links to uh, further resources for each one of those just about, right? Some of them talk about doing a kind of productivity journaling. We might talk about that here today, Uh, but the the link to other resources that we have on that, if you don't know what productivity journaling is, you've got to check that out. That is at fizzleshow.co slash 213. So make sure you get there and read what other people are doing to manage this sort of thing. But what I wanted to do was just have like a heart to heart with you guys in here. What are you guys doing these days to manage this balance between your life and your and your business? Obviously, we all work together, but we're all very entrepreneurial. Steph just started up her own podcast. She's in season two of that. We have like we have projects just like you. We have projects that like someone has to get done and they have to have plans and they have to have like everything that they need to get launched, man. It's a lot of work to do that. Yeah. Right. So uh so just because we're, you know, we're full-time entrepreneurs making our living and you might be just figuring out how to do it, like, th- this is what it's going to be like. It's the, sa- it's the same thing. It's the same thing either way, right? You come up with project ideas and you decide to, on doing them if they're, if they're the right ones or not, if you feel like good about them or not, and then you head into them, right? Anyways, the challenge is how do you balance that? How do you feel good about... Do- I, I, I personally... And Steph, I want to hear your take on this, Okay. I personally, I want to enjoy my work. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I want to enjoy it so badly because I've had so many crappy jobs mm-hmm. and my whole thing just kind of implodes when I feel like I'm imprisoned in a bad job. Yeah. Like my yeah. stuff just like, everything just falls apart. What, when I say that, Steph, what does it make you think or feel or remember? Oh my God. Well, first of all, I just have, I feel like I have so much I could say. I have so many notes on this and I know we've talked about it before, but for me, I have to be 
I'm going to be totally honest with everyone who's listening to this right now, like almost actually uncomfortably honest. When Chase told us today that we were talking about this, my heart kind of sank a little bit because I was like, oh my God, do I really have to talk about this right now? Because Mm. this is something I'm having a really hard time with right now. So if people Mm. out there, like if people are like, oh my God, I am so struggling feeling okay about work and life. Like, I just want you to know, I see you and I am so with you right now. I am not. an Because my big thing was like, how am I going to get on this podcast and and say I'm an expert? And I realized I don't have to be an expert on this. So I'm just going to be real with you guys because that this is very much what I'm going through right now. And my experience has been, I mean, something that Corbett said really stuck, like really struck me in a way that was different. Chase talked about uncertainty and his experience with always having to be always having to know the right answer. I kind of took it a different way. And for me, I was kind of like shaking my head. Yes. Over here, because what sticks out to me is I have always had a hard time in this space, the freedom space that Corbett described knowing if I'm doing a good job. Right. And you guys have heard me talk about this before. And on top of it, then that was just like multiplied when I brought my daughter into the world. That was like Mm. my biggest experience with having maternity leave and being a full-time mom for three months is I, it was the first time in my adult life. And really as far as I could remember where I was like, there is no rule book for this. There is no progress report. There is no monthly meeting to tell me that I'm like smashing my goals. There was like this tiny (laughs) blob of a human being who's like, Hey, I'm alive. I guess that's good. But you know, there's no, like, there was no like goal to like hit out of the park. And that I think is similar to the entrepreneurial world too, because when you work in a more traditional setting, there's much more rigorous kind of structure in place to tell you like, there's a lot of people to compare yourself to. And that's like a big thing I think we're talking about here too, because when you're in an office with a bazillion people, you can be better than everybody else. And when you're in an entrepreneurial world, kind of working sometimes in a silo, it's really hard to know if you're on track. So I think (laughs) that the work-life balance thing is, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's especially hard for us entrepreneur people. (laughs) I know everyone who's working and parenting and doing all the things is struggling, but for people who are trying to make the business thing work, I think it's especially, especially hard. So Mm. I don't know. That's kind of what's on my mind right now. And I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me that like super real time for me, what I'm going through is I'm just, so it's actually really funny. We're talking about this because I was laying in bed last night and I have, I never have any trouble sleeping ever. I I'm really good at just falling asleep probably because I'm tired Mm. a lot and I couldn't fall asleep last night. I had just, my brain was just like ping ponging around and I started kind of like talking to myself or like asking myself what was going on, why I was feeling so bad about like just feeling like a bad mom, feeling like a bad teammate, feeling like a bad wife, just all the bad sucky feelings. And I've kind of gotten in the habit of, and you guys have heard me talk a million times and people on this show know that I love, I love Jess Lively's work. You guys, if you're not listening to the Lively show, you really should, because she talks a lot about how to talk to your intuition and how to really hear that voice and that guidance. And I really rely on that. And you should go over to her show if you're, if you're curious about that. But I kind of asked myself, I asked myself, what, like, what do I need to hear about this? And the words that came back to me were, it's okay to suck right now. That's what I heard Mm. was, it's Mm. okay to suck right now. And And that was like such that in itself was such a relief. And the next this morning I woke up and I kind of journaled about it and it's, it's evolved. And what I've realized about the work life balance thing is that sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's like comes really naturally. Have you guys had that experience where you're just like life feels good. Work feels good. I'm firing on all cylinders and I really don't have to try that hard. And other times it's really not easy and it's, and you feel like you're doing everything badly. And so what I have learned about this, what I'm going through in this exact moment is that there's a huge element here of trial error and tweaking and being open to letting it evolve. Like your circumstances will change sometimes. I'm, I'm right now in a heavy season of personal commitments. I have a bunch of friends getting married. I just went on a vacation with my family. Everybody knows about the personal crisis stuff I've gone through in my family. So my personal life has been like way overloaded. Mm. So it's important. I am learning that it's important for me to be able to examine this stuff and be open to making changes because what worked for me two months ago might not work right now. And I need to evaluate this and figure out how to bring things back into balance. So I don't know. I just said a lot of things, but you guys, this is something that is like big time going on in my journaling and in my thoughts every day these days. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I I appreciate you being so honest, Steph. Thank you for that. It's just, it's tough. And so for people out there who are like, I I really resonated with what you said, Chase, about jumping from one task to the next, to the next, to the next. I know a lot of people out there are like, that's exactly what I'm going through. So just know that we, I mean, I think people listen to the show and they're looking for guidance and expertise and we hope to offer that. But we're also, at least for me, I'm really dealing with this stuff just like everybody else out there is too. I think one thing you said that really sort of piques my interest is is this idea that sometimes it just flows really easily. Yeah. 
Corbett, have you experienced that where it's like sometimes it's just like really easy, like naturally effortlessly easy, and sometimes it's just like a slog? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, so my perspective on this, like when you when you brought this up mm-hmm. was like I said at the top of the show, I'm skeptical, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because th- this doesn't affect me in the same way for some reason. Yeah. I I, th- I have my theories on why. My life is really simple. Yeah. And I've I've made it that way intentionally. The times when I felt like work-life balance was out of whack, it's because I allowed myself to be employed by really demanding situations. And in this case, you're the you're the employer. And now I'm the, now I'm the employer. Steph and I and are not, working for you. That's why it's so hard for us. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm just I'm not that demanding of myself. I hope that I'm not that demanding no, of you guys. No, and no, if you no, are, no. it's no. It, it I I mean, I think it, as a team we yeah. try. You just took maternity time. No, we Steph yeah. took maternity time. Like we could encourage each other to take vacations. We really yeah. try to make sure that our work isn't the thing that's stressing us out. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say like on the personal side of things, I've just made my life really simple as well. Yeah. I travel, but only for vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't travel for work basically mm-hmm. period Yeah. because it stresses me out yeah. and I don't have fun when I do it. Yeah. So I just don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends and, and I have fun when I'm with them, but yeah. I don't let my family and my friends stress me out. I don't feel yeah. guilty for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah. I've just turned that off. Yeah. I guess I'm to an age where, I, I don't know. What? I think you did learn that. You did, like, there's mm-hmm. something that's really, that's been really inspiring, like inspiring to me personally. I think I've got the front row seat on watching how Corbett works. And then my wife's very similar as well, where you guys can just come up with a, you you can feel like this is the place to go. This is the thing to do. You can think it through and go like, okay, so this is the thing to do. And then you can just stay the course, right? You're just like, you're good at staying the course. Well, and I think, um, I, I know at this point that when I make a decision, there's not a whole lot of point in second guessing yourself yeah, along the way. Yeah. So just get the thing done that you decided to do mm-hmm. and then evaluate after you have something to look at yeah. instead of evaluating every day along the way and torturing yourself. Yeah. Torturing yourself right. would be the, with the key, the key term there. Okay. So, uh, cause I really resonate with this idea that sometimes it really flows easily and sometimes it's like a slog. Mm-hmm. Sure. In fact, I'm kind of coming out of a, of a season myself. We, we just did two weeks in on a road trip with my family. Um, and it was great, but I'm like at this stage, like of like my, I've been fiddling with a lot of meditation a lot of spiritual ideas, a lot of like law of attraction, weirdness and a lot of, and, and all of it's been like really, really pretty cool. Like leading to a lot of vision and a lot of like, like basically putting, putting all the balls in my court for like, how do you want your life to look right? Mm-hmm. And, and then feeling a tremendous amount of ownership over that to design the life that I, I want uh, and, and to design the day that I want, mm-hmm. you know, the day, like the way that I want to spend my time. I think that's why when you hear me talk every day on the fizzle show about like life on your own terms, like this is my personal vision mm-hmm. it, because I'm like just watching the sand go through the, to the hourglass and go like, I don't get that back. I don't get that back. Right. I don't get that back. I don't get that back. And my kids are great. Uh, I love watching them grow up and, and, but they're also like, man, I'm not, I'm not pursuing stuff that I wish we, we were doing at, at Fizzle because it's like, well, I can, I can only put in like, you know, however many hours a day, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I wake, love to wake up early and work on this stuff, but I still got to make breakfast and lunch and get them out to school and drop them off and do all the things because Melissa's is nursing and, you know, so, and, and, and I'm, and I'm, I've done a great, I'm proud of myself for how I've, I've, I've owned up to that and just like actually learned to enjoy it and just gone for it because man. 10 years ago it was or eight years ago when we had Aiden, it was just, an, I was terrible. I was horrible at this kind of thing. But the truth is that even still it flows sometimes really easy and sometimes really challenging. And I feel like this, I've gone around the cycle enough now where this latest time I learned something that it's like, Oh, it's not about it being easy and it's not about it being hard. Neither of those are indicators that you're on the right path at all right? How it feels is literally no indication of if you're heading in the right direction or not. Yeah. Because all you are is a will. You're a will. And that's one of the things that Corbett embodies really well, is you're a will to get to, to, get to that finish line over there. Or along the way, you, you become more aware and you go like, oh, guess what? I don't want that one. I want this one over here. And you just have full uh, ability to go, okay, I'm changing to this direction. 
And now that I'm, you know, I'm 35 now, I feel like 30, 33, 34 is right when I, is probably like when I really started my life. Like I needed everything before that to like, just you feel like, like you're going to feel that every year I though. Probably yeah. will, but I'm seeing that the cycle is going longer and longer now Yeah, where I'm like, where it goes longer and longer until I experience something that I haven't experienced before in, mm-hmm. in myself, mm-hmm. you know, in myself where I'm like, Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, you, the thing is, I think all personal growth, the best place that personal growth can come from is, is, uh, is just getting so sick of yourself. You know, like that's the real, the real, the real spiritual growth comes from when you're like, I'm just so sick of how I whine about this all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. or how I, this always happens. I'm like done playing the victim. I'm done playing the victim. That's it. Hit rock bottom. That's it. Yeah. I don't think it's that it's not some spiritual entity comes in and saves you and does something. You literally get stronger, you get smarter, you get better. And it's stuff you all had, you had from the time you were born, but we live in a story, in a world where we've got all these stories in our head all the time. Coming back to the story of, of this episode though, how do we balance our life and our business, right? Xenia is talking about, am I doing too much? Okay, so here's one of the things I personally, that's been really, really big for me. All right, maybe we can go around after this and everybody kind of mentions something that's been really important to you, like right now. Uh, but one thing that that is like, I don't know. I even I even learned it again today. I learn it all the time, over and over and over again. To me, there's a there's there's the the ultimate mood killer. Is uh, I do this thing where at the end of the day. I feel like crap <laughs> because I just didn't get enough done, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. Even though I had as much time as I had yesterday, right? I, but I just like, now I've got to switch into family mode and I don't have much energy because I didn't do a good job today. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I honestly just didn't do a good job. And so my mood is in the garbage can, the garbage can, because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't limit myself to just doing that, right? It's those two things. It's course management. I, my, my model for course management on the golf course, you're constantly doing this. You're like, I'm on a par five, dog leg right, right? And so I have to strategize. Well, I'm not going to get, you can't get to the green in one hit. You have to lay up over here. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, you get between the sand traps on your on your second shot and you you go from there, right? So I'm you, try, g- you try to hit within your limits. You're hitting within your limits yeah. and you're managing as you go. Right. You're not like constantly frustrated that you didn't hit the green on the first shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I can be constantly frustrated. And listener, you guys you gotta listen to this. You can be constantly frustrated that you didn't do more that day. Mm. You can be con- like you can be as frustrated as you want. Yeah. You can literally choose to be as frustrated as you want about what you didn't get done that day. The difference is when you start paying attention to what you are accomplishing in a day, what's real, you get a real solid basis for what's realistic that you can do in a day. That's when things really started changing for me. Mm -hmm. Once I honestly, that happened through the productivity journaling, right? So we have this great thing on productivity journaling. You'll see it in the, in the fizzleshow.co slash two, one, three, um, but I did that every day for a long time. Now I don't do it anymore because that showed me just what was realistic and what wasn't. And it, had, it showed me like all the different ways that I feel about these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how what I did or what I, what I thought I did that day affected how I felt, right? I mean, this, this entire conversation for me can come down to expectations. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like what do you expect you can get done? What do you expect your ability yeah. to be a parent and a friend and a good yeah, you know yeah, yeah, worker yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. all at once yeah maybe you just have too high expectations for all yeah, of that. that like right. your to-do list example can be expanded out to your life yeah and you're yeah. just trying you're thinking that you can pack more into a week or a day or whatever than you realistically can yeah. and eventually you learn mm-hmm. the beauty in simplicity and just mm-hmm. saying you know what if i get two things done today I'm going to be ecstatic. Yeah, that's that's a really hard place to be, though, right? If I get two things done today. So for me on the board, I had written down, uh, I have four tasks that I told, gave myself to do. One was come up with a podcast topic. Hi, we're recording that <laughs> podcast topic now. <laughs> Number two was put together email, two for the sale that we're running. Number three was get into my webinar slides that we're doing a webinar on Thursday where we did a webinar. Should have told you about it, podcast listeners. If you were on the email list, you would know about it. <laughs> uh, and then number four was to record and uh, to prep and record for this episode. Yeah. Right? Well, I got, I got, I got one and four. We're doing number four now. And I got number one done. But in the, mi- in the middle of that, I started doing something else. 
right? I made sure. an, I made another Facebook ad the rabbit hole. to get things to get things like yeah. going for the sale. I wanted to make another Facebook ad, right? And then there was like I can't even remember what else. But the truth is that was valuable stuff that I did. And even though it's not on this board, what what's true is the only thing that should have been on this board were those podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? But but the other thing that should be on that board is a question mark, which is where's Chase's brain going to take him in the middle of the day <laughs> yeah, to yeah. work on something else? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and that's just reality. That is just reality. And that might not be reality for everybody, but that is for me. I mean, be- I, th- I think it is for most people. I mean, you, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. it's it's hard to stay disciplined on the, you write down the to-do list of 20 things. Yeah. You get, into the third one and you're bored with it already. Yeah. Like I already know how this day is going to go. Totally. I, I'd rather work on something else. that's more exciting for a while there. I was doing a thing where I only wrote down the very next thing I was working on. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I was allowed to put on my to-do list. And it was just a pad of paper on my desk. Yeah. And at the end of the week, there'd be like, you know, seven or eight things that I had written down. This was the one thing that I like that I'm doing right now. And then when I was done with that, I would write a big Sharpie mark through it, you know? And if I knew right then what I was working on next, I would write that down then. What this required from me was an enormous amount of trust that I like am a good captain of my time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and to be honest, it was a really great way of doing it. But see, the thing about all these productivity ideas is they, they work for a little while, right? They work for a little while. Do them, do them, try them out, totally. get into getting things done, get into the, put the, put the whole thing and together. Even if, it, even if it doesn't change your life or stick. Yeah you might learn something about how you work. Which is to me the big lesson I learned from this idea of sometimes it flows and sometimes it's really challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that it is going to be really challenging sometimes yeah. and it is going to really flow sometimes. And the point is not what it feels like. The point is every day you're like, which direction am I going in? Why am I doing that? And I'll get into another practice that I do that that is that actually has changed you know, significantly remodeled my world for how to do this. Uh, but, uh, because, because remembering that why thing is uh, like, is just so important. Anyways, I want to get into it now, but I'm going to stop talking because I've been doing it for too long now. All right. And, uh, who wants to go next? Well, it's probably Steph because Carter's over here going like, I don't know what's so broad, what's hard about this thing. (laughs) I hope, I hope I'm not going to steal your thunder right now, Chase. No, go for it. Go for it. Steal it. Because this is something that I keep coming back to. And it was, again, on the topic of it being easy sometimes and harder other times. It's a little harder right now, which is okay. It's actually totally fine because I'm learning. This is all part of the process. And as you learn these things, I think you have to go deeper into them. But not too long ago, maybe just a couple months ago, Chase and I recorded a special episode on the Courage and Clarity podcast. If people haven't listened to that, it was episode 14 of Courage at CourageandClarity.com. And I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for this episode too. But we talked about focusing on how you want to feel in your everyday work, right? So, and this, again, like sometimes it's really easy to be like, this is how I want to feel. And I, I, can, I can cultivate those feelings right away. And other times, like for me right now, I'm having a harder time even like putting up with that idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that just yeah. frustrates me even further because I don't feel what I want to feel right now. And that just makes me mad. But You'll hear in this episode if you if you listen, but basically we talk about how all of us, it's it's so like the experience that all of us have had of thinking if I could just have that, you know, if I could quit my day job, if I could have this, you know, if I could lose the weight, if I could have this thing or that thing, then I'm going to feel the way that I want to feel. And Chase and I basically just busted that wide open and decided in this podcast episode that we recorded together that there's no reason you can't start feeling what you want to feel right now. And I think that's mm. kind of what Corbett is talking about too and how he keeps his life so simple and he just knows how he wants to feel and he figures out how to feel that way. So some of sometimes it really is as simple as cultivating that feeling, whether it's through a journaling practice and just honestly, sometimes I access this by asking myself, like, what would feel good right now? Like, sometimes I have to literally ask myself, where is the energy right now? Like, is it, you know, really coming Mm. up with this this big strategic project I'm supposed to be working on? Or is that really making me feel taxed and stressed? Because if Mm. it is, I have learned by now and I've learned to trust that instead of like just trying to over effort myself and like get another cup of coffee and like smash through it, it will actually take me double the time if I do that. Whereas if I trust myself enough to say, you know what, I'm just like not in the right place to do this current project right now. I'm going to take a break. I really feel like working on 
some images for my podcast for next week. I'm going to go work on that because that sounds fun. If I come back to the thing that I wasn't really feeling before, I can get it done so much faster. And this is the first time that in my life that I have really trusted myself to go where that energy is and to be in touch with doing what I want to do. And sometimes if that means taking a break and going for a walk or doing something that's going to really make me feel relaxed and excited again about and engaged. I think engaged is really the word mm. that I've been trying to focus on. It's like, what, where can I go that I'm going to feel connected again? And honestly, you guys, a lot of times it's literally going into the forums. I have to, sometimes on the hard days, I have to say, I'm going to go help somebody. I'm going to go back yeah. to my whole reason that I'm here because I'm just letting myself get caught up in all this minutiae and all the judging of myself. And the fact that I, you know, I'm not, you know, just really like raking myself over the coals for no good reason. I'm going to go back to the reason why I do what I do. I'm going to go see who I can help today. And sometimes mm. if I just do that one, two or three times over in our fizzle forums, all of a sudden I'm like, I've got the energy going. If people, I was, I, I hosted our fizzle Friday session. We do this weekly coaching. That's free part of your fizzle membership every single week. And I had fizzle Friday last week. People on there probably thought there was like something wrong with me. Cause once I had gotten through like three people, I was like, my energy was like through the roof. I was like jumping up and down. I had to apologize. I was like, you guys are so excited. I'm sorry. This is so fun. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. I have to get myself back to that place. So then this is again, something that I've been learning. Jess Lively's podcast has really been perfect for this time in my life right now. And that is something she said recently was that if you feel that tension, like stop working, stop working. And, and that's really hard for me to walk away. But I have found that if I stop and reassess and like, just take a break, I can just be in such a better place, so much more creative, so much more engaged and getting way better stuff done. Mm, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, Corbett, what do you got for a, for a thing that you do mm. for, for, you know, balancing your life and your business? Yeah. Uh, well, I was just thinking like, when do I feel frustrated? Yeah. Like with my work. And I, I think there's two scenarios for me. One is, uh, if I'm in the middle of a project and it's a long project and I know that if I stop working on it, I'm going to lose a bunch of the context that I had in my head. Mm. And when I come back to it, it's just going to take a long time to get back into it. And, and I, I want to see what happens like next. Yeah. It's yeah. almost the same feeling that you get when you're in the middle of binge watching something <laughs> on Netflix <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you, you, you realize, yeah. Oh, I got to go to bed, but I really want to, yeah. I want to do that. You know, <laughs> totally. There's just not enough time to get another episode in. Yeah. Sometimes work is like that for me. And I yeah. just, I really want to spend the next and then I look at my calendar and I realize that we have a dinner party yeah. or that it's Friday and we have this whole big weekend thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, it's <laughs> totally. going to be three days before I get back into work. Yeah. Um, that's one source of frustration. And, and that one to deal with that, um, either I make sure that I put a lot of uh, free nights in my calendar mm -hmm. so that if I'm working really hard, I can just work at night and, yeah. and have a couple of good days to yeah. get into it. And I know that I can only do that for a couple of days anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other source of frustration for me is when you wake up in the morning and just the, the, your brain's not firing and you feel apathetic about everything on your to-do list yeah. and you're just, you just feel like, um, just everything's futile. Like yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. just not, yeah. you, for some reason work isn't happening today it's yeah. just, and you can sit there and like the whole morning goes by and you're like, I, I didn't do anything. I don't yeah. even know how I spent those four hours. Mm -hmm. I was on Wikipedia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I responded to a couple of emails. Well, how and blah, do you blah, blah. feel? Do, do you are you hard on yourself, or have you learned not to be hard on yourself when that happens? I think I've learned not not to be hard on myself, and I was yeah. I was just thinking that we go through the first like you know eighteen years of our life or whatever being trained or or longer if you go through yeah. college, being trained to force yourself to do things on a deadline when yep. you don't necessarily feel like it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important skill because there are things in work that are important, but not necessarily fun or, or where you're not going to be motivated at the right time to yeah, do it. Yeah. And sometimes you got to knuckle down and do that stuff. Yeah. But I've learned that the times that you really need to do that are kind of rare. Yeah. And I don't manufacture a lot of like, um, need to have to do those sorts of things like mm -hmm. fake deadlines and yeah, things. Yeah. Um, unless we're working on a project together or whatever. Yeah. So I guess I've learned to, um, 
back up off it, put my cup down, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just, Dude. <laughs> just relax for a little bit. <laughs> What's the, what do we say? Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> go, go home, Corbett. You're go drunk. Home, Corbett. You're drunk. <laughs> just, um, no, just to, just to switch and like literally go mow the lawn or do yeah. something that completely yeah. takes my mind off of that. And sometimes even if a whole day is going to be burned because, I wasn't in the right mood mm-hmm. for it, then fine. And I know that eventually I'll, I'll feel better about it and come back to it. You know what? This is something that I've, that success has taught me. And I put success in air quotes there, but screw you, man. I am successful. We are successful. This is like a thing that we're doing. And even if this all goes away tomorrow, like it was like, dude, we did something right. So, but, but one of the things that like, okay, now that revenue is, is like, like we're supporting ourselves. We have done for almost five years. Like we're like, you know, like it's like we're doing the thing. Now that I've done, like, you know, when you break the seal on that, there's all this energy and excitement for the first, like, two years, three years, something like that. And then you hit this sort of, like, you know, there's all, there's like these few, like, lulls where you have to, like, rediscover who you are and what you're about. And though eventually those lulls get less and less, like, they don't dip down as far, mm-hmm. you know? And the whole thing just kind of, like, generally feels inside of me. It seems like this is what I'm learning about, like, sort of just like what it means to be alive. Because I'm a guy who, like, Steph, when you're talking about when it feels bad, and when it feels good, right? I'm a guy who's used to those like wild swings, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, it feels like, a t- and we're both sevens on the Enneagram and whatever Vanessa yep. Van Edwards says about how it's not scientific, that's fine. That's fine. Science didn't know. <laughs> but I still like it. Science didn't know about breastfeeding for a long time there. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning. Uh, science has this nasty, nasty habit of going like, that does it. Now we've learned everything. And then realizing later on, turns out the gut biome sort of important for life. <laughs> Let's cool it on the antibiotics. So, uh, the, but like, the, that's very, like, it's a very seven on the Enneagram thing to, to do, to chase freedom and to hate, uh, to hate, you know, prison, imprisonment. Um, what I'm learning, and this is very Buddhist or Hindu and or whatever, just the sense of like the the point is to like kind of neither hate nor really like love, <laughs> nor really like like uh, be fired up. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not and so you you can not being fired up or energized, and and not being sort of de-energized. Yeah, just finding that middle looking path. for contentment as opposed to yeah. The exactly extremes. yeah so that you're not you and and i i do notice that both you and steph corbett said the same thing about like sometimes you just got to go take a switch and and yeah. uh, we need to go somewhere else i remember when um i think uh, it was tim ferris interviewing tony robbins and and he was asking tony like what do you do when when you just don't feel it. And he was like, well, the very first thing I do is I, I have to go get my body into some, like I, I take a cold shower. I jump in the ice pool. Like I just, I shock the system and get myself back to like, I'm, I'm alive. You know, I'm alive yeah. and I'm a volatile, like, and, and, and I have, I have choices that I can make at any given moment. I am a God. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and this is, this is, I think a really important thing. When I was, what I was getting to there, what, what success has taught me is sort of, how to roll with that feeling of, I don't know, of it's just, of it's not working or I'm not good enough or, or something like that. I, I'm actually not finding the words it's, really great right now. It's funny, you, um, you started out calling this like work-life balance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've heard people with different philosophies, some say, oh, screw work-life balance. I love my work so much. I don't need balance or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, what I find is, when I am at one of those extremes of frustration, either yeah. that I, you know, want to work more or that I just can't get it going or whatever, um, it's usually because something is out of balance. Mm-hmm. And and I know this sounds cheesy, yeah. but I found that there are really three things that matter in my life. Mm. And those are my work. Yeah. It's very important to me to yeah. feel like that I'm contributing totally. something important and productive. My health, both physical and mental, mm-hmm. and my connections to friends and family and also i kind of throw adventure and fun into that bucket as well you know just like living Mm -hmm. and not not working and if i get frustrated with work it's usually because i'm neglecting my physicality or my mental health in some way or i just have disconnected from from humans you know and 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 and, uh and myself and so i think that that desire to switch it up when it's not working for you is a desire to go yeah. and balance one of those other things. And you see how being able to notice, bo- no, like having those three things out there, 
makes you not one of these three things, but this will looking at all of these. And so if you realize yeah. my connection to others is out of whack, you make a project of connection. You go, even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to go get beers with some friends and watch a game. Right. Right. Yeah. Because even if I don't feel like it, I can tell I'm deficient in this area. Mm-hmm. This is when you really start to go, I am my own doctor. Like I am my own captain and commander. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, so like here in Portland, for example, um, what I find is when it's outside, sorry, I keep cursing. I like that way, man. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, when it's like this outside, which it is yeah. for months on end, and that's why, <laughs> which is why that's you're cussing. Why, that's why we go <laughs> to Mexico, but we come, you know, we're here before Mexico and after, and there's two solid months of gray. Yeah. You're not able to be outside as much as you would like to be. And it really puts a hamper, yeah. uh, a hindrance on my ability to, um, to be physical and to do things and to yeah. go for bike rides and, and to, to work out and go for jogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that side of me gets really out of balance. Totally. And then I find myself depressed because even though I'm getting a lot of friend time and mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of work time, there's just something in that triangle yeah. that's yeah. missing for me. Yeah, totally. Totally. That, I like that. I like those three buckets a lot. I like that, that idea of looking at connection, my health, both physical and mental, and then my work. Cause I, I have to, I think in some ways we're talking about, we're talking about balancing your life and your business, but what we're really talking about is feeling good, yeah. <laughs> feeling successful, right. feeling fulfilled, like yeah. feeling like you're, like you said, like you're contributing and you're enjoying yeah. yourself. Or like you said at the beginning, having it all, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the thing. And I want to, I want to go back to, um, well, there's a few places I want to go. One of them, Xenia does say, you know, I'm getting worried. I'm, I I don't want to let go of any of these things and I'm getting worried. I I, I might have to, Mm. right? Like this idea of, of having it all. This goes to, to our, what we already mentioned in the course management in realizing, okay, in a certain day, you can only get basically one or two big tasks done for sure yeah everything else is because if you i mean i I don't know how old you are and how long you've been working yourself there but uh, i'm I'm 40 and i've been working for 22 years (laughs) okay got it i wasn't talking to you i was talking to the listeners and you're not yet 40 are you yeah you are yeah we had your party for some reason i was just like yeah but we're doing your party wouldn't it do we did do your party (laughs) so uh, i don't know how long you've been like working yourself there listener but uh, there's this thing that happens where uh, you you think you can do more than you really can, and then you learn what you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's no arguing with what you can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's there's what you can do. Well, yeah, and there's also this tendency not just to underestimate or to overestimate how much you can do, but to plan for a perfect scenario. Yeah. To always plan oh, for yeah. the perfect day yeah. as if you're going to have a string of those, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, in the webinar that we did a little while ago that I'm still preparing for now, <laughs> um, we talk about the, this whoop method, right? Whoop. Like whoop, whoop. It's like whoop de whoop. Like yeah. whoop de woo. It's like that, right? It's every time you, it's, it's very simple. Every time you finish a project, you just go whoop de woo, right? <laughs> but whoop is this process. It's wish, uh, outcome, obstacle, plan. All right. So it's this thing based on some research. Research is like, okay, if you think of just the positive or, or optimistically about this project, if you think positively about this project, you perform a little bit better. Right. But if I get you to perform uh, to to visualize both positive and the negative, Mm. you'll perform a little bit better than that even. Right. So wish outcome obstacles and plan. You just kind of for every project, you have your wish like here's and I don't really understand the wish part, to be honest, because wish and outcome are very similar to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Where I want to make this new thing in fizzle called answers. And my outcome on that looks like this. And my wish about it looks like this or whatever. Right. But then the obstacles, the the obstacles part is is awesome. What's going to go wrong about this? Yeah. If this fails, why will it have failed? Yeah. This the um, technique that we've used for a while Mm. when we create courses and content. Yeah. I think has that aspect to yeah. it where yeah. you think of in the negative case, like what are people afraid of yeah. regarding mm-hmm. this topic? Yeah. Right? What, what, and I like, I've started asking uh, a lot, like whenever I do a project that just as a way of, of sort of shortcutting the whoop process is just going like, uh, what's the hard thing about this, mm-hmm. right? What is the hard thing about this? And then nail that. 
do the hard thing mm-hmm. right, everything else will probably come. Yeah. But it's like, if you're starting a podcast, what's the hard thing about that? Well, for you, it might be, who knows what it is. But for me, I'm looking at you, I'm, I'm saying you got to do a podcast, what's the hard thing about that? Coming up with a topic for the show in general that's going to be sticky. You know, everything that you, every little device that we use yeah. these days, yeah. Somebody was using in the 1980s yeah. in a in a boardroom yeah. somewhere. Totally. Like this is just it's strengths, totally. weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's totally. a SWOT analysis. It is. It is. It totally is. And but that stuff's all like just like felt hats. They all come in, in different but, cycles. But whoop sounds cooler. <laughs> whoop sounds way cooler, right? So um, uh, I want to talk about one more thing that I'm doing in my. Uh, so basically, one one thing that's been really killer for me is is meditation. I have a strong meditation practice now where I actually focus and and do. It every single day for an hour. I have, a, I have an app called Cutting Machinery. There, yeah, I got into this podcast called Future Thinkers Podcast, and it's been like my first experience having being like a like I joined their community, right? Wow. And I like and I like commented on some boards. Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean, like you did yeah, good for you. Like, uh, and I've been in touch with the people who run the thing. And um, anyways, I found this podcast called Future Thinkers Podcast, and I and I really love it. And and there's these interviews with this guy named Vinay Gupta on there, and it just like blew the back of my head straight off like just really cool stuff um and and also just people planning the cities of the future it's like it's just cool stuff yeah anyways they created an app called cutting machinery which is with this guy vinay gupta it's a it's a it's a meditation app he's like listen enlightenment takes about a phd's worth of work and it sucks all of it you shouldn't you like by all means please don't pursue enlightenment it's not it's a it's an actual scientific thing we could we know it happens it happens like this okay but it sucks it to get there but if you're on the path and you can't stop it then this is what it looks like so okay. that gives you a little picture into my life right now but uh he, this this app has been great to use for meditation that that i talk about just which, because which cutting machinery okay just because uh meditation itself i've explored experimented with it for about eight years and the thing about it is it calms me down it calms me down and it uh it it quiets the mind all right which means i'm focused when i come out of it Mm -hmm. i'm not rambunctious about what projects i'm going to do and listen in the mindfulness movement like we all know like we all know like how crazy the prefrontal cortex of our brain has gotten you know so we do a little bit of this of this meditation to calm that down because sometimes that can get in the way. I'm not going to say you have to do that to be successful at all. Some people are just more balanced than others. I, in particular, need that kind of thing. But then the other thing that I'm doing besides uh, the course management as a as a like concept is this journaling process that Steph and I get into at fizzle.co slash journal. We have a whole teaching on there. I'm developing a course on this thing right now because I think it is the hottest thing since li- literally since sliced bread for entrepreneurs, because just like sliced bread make breakfast so easy in the morning, right? Doing this journaling practice makes what should I do today so easy every morning. Mm. This whole thing of did you? I don't know if you listened throughout this, guys, but we we're vacillating between what it feels like to do this work, right? We're talking about our feelings a lot, like how just like sometimes I just feel like it's just not working. It's just not working. Sometimes I'm hitting up against a brick wall. Sometimes it just feels like a prison. Sometimes it's just like, you know, we're talking about these feelings and sometimes it just flows and I feel really positive. And I got like, the thing is you can fight against your emotions your, as, as much as you want, but they're going to, they're going to be a part of you forever, 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 forever. So like this whole repression project just isn't working. You know, so the, the point of this, uh, uh, of this practice of journaling that, that Steph and I get into is both totally productive. Like how do I stay productive and know what needs to be done when, but also for me, the big, the big, the killer app here has been, how do I get my emotions pointed in the direction that I want them to be pointed? Right. I want this podcast to be to be to do this, that or the other for my I want to feel like this about this podcast. Mm -hmm. I want this course to turn out like X, Y and Z or this is why I'm doing this or this is the reason behind the things that I'm putting on my to do list. I do a little bit of a practice in the morning to to think through to get me in and basically in a positive place instead of just letting your emotions drag you around. I actively push or like like encourage my emotions in a particular direction Uh about projects and i get excited about them in a way that's like not manic right just like just generally positive Mm -hmm. instead of the opposite 
right? But it, and and this has been personally like just mind bending for me because now I can get anything I want to done. I, I have to put that in a line with the course management and go like, yeah, I'm probably going to just get that and maybe one other thing done today, like in terms of really done. Yeah. But that's going to get done. Yeah. And if that is aligned with an overall strategy, yeah. CEO mode style, that's like, oh no, we need to get this done before this, before this, before this, because right. then we'll be able to launch this thing. And then once we've got that, that this part of the business is working a little bit better. And then revenue on this area is working a little stronger. That's going to bring up everything else over here, right? So you've got this bigger strategy. Now you can fine tune and go like, all right, down on a smaller level, I'm focusing in this direction and I'm getting my myself involved in it instead of just feeling like a piece of crap that I haven't been more productive, mm-hmm. right? This is this has been like the killer app for my life for the past, you know, whatever, almost like it really has. eight months. Like you've, yeah. you've seen the difference yeah. of it, right? Yeah. So, so for me personally, you can learn, you can get that training right now. We're developing it into a course inside of Fizzle. Uh, it's sort of rough at fizzle.co slash journal, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of cute. Like, I don't know, Steph, you were there. You saw me just sort of like, just being really like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, woo-woo and, mm-hmm. uh, and vulnerable there. It's kind of cute cute you guys if you like me and want to see me in a role that i've never really been in before you can try that out um i don't know steph you do a similar kind of journaling stuff i'm 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 curious to hear uh if you have anything to add to that i mean i think sorry i think um you know yes for people who are curious about this you should definitely go check out fizzle.co slash journal because i have my own whole separate journaling practice that you can learn about i share mine too and it's similar to chase's there's overlap but mine's I would probably venture to say mine's a bit more structured because I kind of have to be or else yeah. I like lose my mind. It's just how mm. I am. But I, you know, I think, it, but the thing, and we've talked about this before too, Chase, is I feel like even when you, when you get something that works, you have to watch out for sometimes it will stop working or it will yeah. feel hard to do. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I'm, I'm still kind of sitting here thinking about what, what Corbett was talking about with the sort of the three areas of his life and how, that's really what I'm taking away from this conversation because as I mentioned, this is something I'm kind of sorting through in real time with all of our yeah. listeners. Yeah. Like we all do. And that's the thing. We're all going to you know, come back to this at various points. And I love this idea that the resi- I think it's helpful to try to see this resistance we're talking about as just a gentle indication that you just need to look, look at what's going on and figure out how to bring yourself back to center. It doesn't have to be this like crazy, stressful anxiety, like what is life, you know, crisis that a lot of us make it into. And I cannot tell you guys how many times I've seen in the fizzle forums and, uh, you know, people just in the communities that we keep that are like questioning, chucking the whole thing because they start to feel some of this resistance. And that is what I really hope for people listening is you like, you're going to feel this resistance, no matter what stage of the game you're at, you're going to, you're going to have a hard time sometimes. And my wish for people is that like, instead of being like, you know, this just isn't going to work for me. I'm going to give up. I would love to see people not go to like that level, although I understand how it happens and instead bring it back to what if this is just kind of like my body, mind, whatever it is, you know, something's way of telling me that I just need to kind of rejigger a few things, maybe spend a little bit more time over here because I was too far in this direction and just kind of let it be what it is. So I don't know. That's what I've learned. And and I am prone to like totally overthinking it just as many people are, but it really does help me to just kind of like take a step back and say, Oh, this is like, this kind of like feels a little uncomfortable right now. That's okay. What's going on right now. How can I make an easy adjustment and, and just do something that feels good. Take a break, come back to it. That's just, what's been really effective for me right now. Your question for me was about journaling. And for me, like lately the regimented crazy journaling, like isn't vibing with me at this exact yeah. moment. I know I'll find my way back to it because I always, always do, but mm-hmm. I just have to be okay with the fact that that for right now, like I'm kind of in a more contemplative, like needing a little bit of relaxation, need to be good to myself and, and I'll make hmm. my way back to, to my journaling practice. So I don't know if any of that is helpful, but for me, yeah. that's how I've like co- emerged from the ups and downs of this, of this whole thing that we're talking about. No, I think that is really helpful just to realize that there will be ups and downs and mm-hmm. that, that, that that is part of uh, you know, the guy I listen to a lot, Ram Dass, he talks about how, you know, sometimes you're on the spiritual thing and you're not feeling very high, man. And he's like, that's the thing. That's part of the thing. Yeah. Enjoy that as part of the thing. You're not the thing who feels high or not high. You're the thing behind that. Mm-hmm. Go, just going like, wow, I'm alive. Like, look, look at this thing. Look at this guy going through this thing that's negative instead yeah. of positive or whatever. Right. So I think, I think uh, the negative, my experience so far has been 
every time I go through the cycle where there's things that are just flowing and then there's things that are just really hard and difficult and I come back around to like it it like I don't know I get smarter about it it's more integrated totally. into me instead of it being some outside thing that's just like I looked out and I got it like this you know it's like more of like I'm doing this yeah. now you know it's really good so uh, Corbett and Steph thanks for joining us on the Fizzle Show today hey this is a good time that was awesome our episode today was brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses, especially for all you freelance out, out there. Freelances? Freelancers. Do you know that the word freelancer really came from a lance in the nights? It was like you had a lance, you were a freelance. You, you don't say. You don't say. I do say. I do say. All right? They make everyday invoicing and accounting easy, fast, and secure. Uh, FreshBooks has been redesigned from the ground up, so if you looked at it a while ago, you might want to take another look at it. One of the greatest things about this is just their bread and butter, which is invoicing. It is super, super easy to create professional-looking invoices. It takes about 30 seconds to create and send an invoice. And your clients can pay you online, which will likely improve how quickly you get paid. Hello! FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all the Fizzle Show listeners. Totally free right now. And you don't need a credit card for the trial. So to claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle and enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for supporting indie business and the Fizzle Show. That is it for episode 213. You can go to fizzleshow.co slash 213 to get all the show notes and the other notes from the Fizzlers who also commented on this thread. A few of them, I pulled them out. I pulled some quotes from there because there's some good stuff that was added. All of that at fizzleshow.co slash 213. All right, that's it for us today. If you haven't yet, leave us an iTunes review. I'd love to hear your voice there. Uh, I will, uh, you know, I, I, I got a lot of quotes I could, I could read you, but I kind of want to go with the same one we did with Jim Rohn yesterday. You know, what did he say? Like, higher education can make you intelligent, but self-education can make you a fortune. <laughs> I'm still reeling on that one. <laughs> Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next Fizzle Tuesday.